Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, I am so excited for this week and... I feel kind of annoyed with myself because I want to say, like, I'm going to start with a confession, (laughs) which can be some of the most annoying way to start. Um, But it's so authentic and true right now. It feels like I do. I just want to tell you that um, I'm really excited about offering the content of this week to the world. And with that excitement comes pressure. And I have done a lot of procrastination. It is Sunday um, before releasing the podcast this week. And I am just recording now. I've taken a lot of notes, but I'm just recording now. And the reason I procrastinated is that I want to tell you everything. (laughs) So my constraint as, um, as a... I I don't know even what to call myself right now, but like as a business owner, as a expert in my field, as a um, leader wanting to help you navigate this abortion climate, um, I want to do it right. (laughs) I want to get it right. And I think that's interesting because that's how we feel when we're making decisions about abortion too, right? We we want to get it right. We want to make the right choice. We want to do what's best for our future. We want to do what's best for everyone involved. And the truth is the way I'm feeling right now is it's, of course it's different, but the, the feelings are similar. And this is why I always say I can go back to my abortion experience and extract what I learned. I can look back on it and say, what, did I, what have I already learned that I can apply? What have I already learned that I don't need to learn again, I can implement and expand on, but am I wasting opportunity that I've already experienced that I could be applying here? And if, you've been, if you're new here, welcome. And if you've been following my work for a long time, you know that the thing I say probably the most is that what I learned from my own abortion was to have my own back, right? Make a decision, commit to the decision, have my own back. And also that we have to take a leap sometimes and there's no guarantees in the leap and we don't know what's going to be on the other side, but we do always have ourselves, And by having our own backs and um, committing to having compassion for ourselves, adapting, adjusting, listening after we make a decision, we grow. And for me, that's the goal, is that we just keep growing. So that was my long way of saying, welcome to day one 
of this podcast series. Um, Again, it's a very special one to me. It was inspired by the draft leak to overturn Roe v. Wade in the United States. Um, And make sure you listen to that uh, bonus podcast. (laughs) There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, But I believe it was like bonus podcast 11 or something about what inspired this week's series. So here I am. By recording this, I am making a decision to get started. I am making a decision to share what I know, share who I am, and hope that it's enough for you to do something with. The truth is that I know that it's enough. I am 100% positive it's enough. Um, So part of my hope is that you will do something with it, that you will take some piece of the words I share this week and that you will use them to make your life the best it can be, to thrive in your, um, in your environment and hopefully to make a difference because we can't change what we don't like unless we take action. And to take action, we have to make peace with who we are, our relationship to abortion, uh, and be able to share our voice and have our own back. So (laughs) this first podcast, I want to talk about understanding your relationship to abortion, because if you don't understand your relationship to abortion as someone who's had abortions, as someone who was raised in a particularly opinionated abortion climate in either direction, in any direction, um, if you're someone who listens to a lot of news about abortion or still can't say the word, or cringe when you hear other people say the word, understanding your relationship to the procedure will allow you to figure out how to take action. And it's okay. Wherever you're at right now, you can still make a difference. Wherever you're at right now, there's something you can do that will help the greater whole. Um, So... Most of us think about relationships as person to person, right? Um, But we are in relationship with our environment, with events, with procedures, with things, with feelings. And so part of the, you know, if if you had one takeaway from today, it's to keep asking yourself that question. What is my relationship to in this week's topic, abortion, but you can take that question into all parts of your life, right? Like what is my relationship to this person, place, thing, event, energy, concept, (laughs) feeling? And when you start thinking about your life in that way, that I am in a relationship with all parts of my life, with memories, with goals, with dreams, with hopes, with um, ideas, you realize that you, the, the um, vastness, that is not the right word, but I'm going to use it, of the power you have, right? You realize when you um, take ownership of your relationship to things, you 
get to influence the outcome, right? You influence the outcome by influencing your own mind, by taking your power back and making conscious, intentional, purposeful decisions. So my hope for you in this first section of this series is that you take the time um, and you can write down this question, which is, what am I working with and where am I working from? So the goal for today is to help you is for you to help yourself for you to use my words and my guidance to understand what am I working with here what's the relationship I'm working with and where am I working from what's my starting point in this conversation if I want to take action for change where am I taking action from what am I working with what are the tools I have And if you um, have signed up for my list for this event, if you've registered for this event, um, I'll make sure that you have email access and website access to any worksheets. So this can all be written down, like if you're driving right now, if you're um, walking right now, if you want access, make sure you sign up and register so you don't have to take Um, super specific notes here and I'll make sure you get everything you need uh, to do this work but I just want to share with you um, some of the ways we understand what we're working with and where we're working from I'll give you some prompts some guides and I'll share some ways that I might answer that question So the first way to understand your relationship with abortion, and by first, I don't mean like there's an order. There's no order here. It's just the first one I happen to write down and start with. (laughs) And that is, I grew up believing blank, right? Insert the things that you grew up believing. I'm a big fan of bullet notes. So um, you write however you want to write. But in terms of going back and resourcing what you, how you've processed something, by going back, if you're reading through paragraphs and paragraphs of journal entries, it's a little harder to pull out those key things that are important to you. So that is one of the reasons I like kind of bullet note taking because uh, my eyes can jump right to the key points and I can use them again without reading through lots and lots of text. Another way to do that is write however you want to write and then highlight the important pieces after rereading. But I grew up believing blank about abortion. And I'm going to say for me, the answer to that is like, I grew up believing not much about abortion. I didn't really think much about it. It wasn't really a topic of conversation. Um, it's pretty common that I talk to someone or work with someone who grew up with pro-life baby signs and paraphernalia of, you know, fetuses in their living room. (laughs) It was just kind of the go-to assumption that abortion was murder. I did not grow up that way. Some people did. Some people, um, grew up with a core memory of, Um, a secret thing that happened to their aunt and it was very hush-hush and no one was supposed to talk about it. Some people grew up with families who were very open about abortion 
um, and their history with abortions and didn't think much of it or really celebrated it as healthcare. But you want to understand what's the nurture piece, right? The like social influence piece of my relationship to abortion. What is the earliest memory I remember? I don't know. For me, it was probably like a high school debate, right? You you pick a side and you have a debate. <laughs> and I definitely did pick the pro-choice side in my debate, but not really with a lot of knowledge or understanding of what abortion was, why people chose it. Um, so explore that. Explore where your starting point is. What, what are the core memories you remember about growing up with abortion? Um, actually, that's funny because I look back down at my notes and it says my core memories about abortion are. So there you go. I already introduced you to the second prompt. The next prompt is abortion is. Finish that sentence as many times as you need to until you don't finish it anymore, right? Like, I think I've said everything I need to say. Abortion is. So it might be abortion is life-saving. Abortion is murder. Abortion is confusing. Abortion is political. Abortion is medical. Abortion is... Um, part of my past. Abortion is okay when. Abortion is not okay for. <laughs> kind of explore what is the rest of that question. Our goal um, in any work that I do, um, but I want to say in the, in the field of coaching, right? In the field of personal development and growth is to twist and tweak and wiggle and shift our perspective and our relationship to, <laughs> there you go, our brains, our thought patterns, our mind as much as we can so we can see all those nooks and crannies that are affecting the way we show up. We want to, so for instance, the next prompt here, prompt here is abortion belongs. Fill that in. Abortion belongs what? Belongs in an office with a medical provider and a person with a womb? Abortion belongs what? Where does it belong? Um, the difference between abortion is and abortion belongs asks your brain to think about it a different way. Your brain is just a computer. It's just processing and calculating and categorizing and sourcing information. And so when you change the invitation to like search, right, you will find different answers. So you will search different answers filling in the sentence abortion is than you will filling in the sentence abortion belongs. So playing with that kind of exploration and curiosity about your relationship to abortion. Um, the next prompt I have is... My personal experience with abortion is, right? Maybe you only grew up hearing about it. I, I can say that's true for me, actually. Um, so my personal experience until I was 38 was very limited. Uh, I had one, I had two experiences where I knew a friend 
was having an abortion. One, I helped her navigate it. Um, But my personal, like in my real life situation, relationship with abortion was very limited. I didn't hear about it in my family. Um, I didn't, you know, I have a terrible memory, but... I can't remember any particular times that I was really afraid I was pregnant and considered abortion before my experience at age 38. Um, But maybe that was it for you. Maybe you were in college um, or maybe you did have a, a sexual experience that you feared um, ended in a pregnancy or, you know, conceived a pregnancy And you remember making that choice before you realized you weren't pregnant, right? Like, what is your personal experience? Do you remember your mother talking about it? Um, How many have you had? Have you had an abortion? Have you ever been to an abortion clinic? Have you ever studied abortion? Like, what is your personal experience? Not what do other people think. Not what have other people told me. But what is my experience? intimate relationship with abortion. Again, it's going to be similar to the beginning questions of I grew up believing, my core memories are, but we're looking at it from a different angle. What, like, when I think about my intimate relationship, just me and abortion, what is it? What is it? Um, This next one, um, maybe some of you already anticipated, but abortion is okay for people who? Such an interesting one because some of us don't think we have a line of who it's okay for and who it's not, but we do. (laughs) Most of us do have some kind of secret, quiet, whispering, nudging answer to this question unless we've done a lot of previous work around abortion, or perhaps unless we were very specifically raised in a pro-abortion environment. But most of us who were raised in the general public or um, in certainly in religious organizations have some answer to this question, right? Like, Abortion is okay for people who have never had one before, or abortion is okay for people who are under a certain age, or abortion is okay for people who have a certain medical condition or have been assaulted. <laughs> it, I laugh, but it's not funny. Like, I laugh because it's that moment where you're like, oh shit. I have that. Like, I have that one situation where I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, it's okay except for this. Um, And so if you don't know where that is for you, and I'll tell you, after my abortion, when I started this work, um, I I was still working through some... um, some hesitation, some discomfort around certain types of abortion um not certain 
like kinds of procedures, not that at all, but like I would imagine this one scenario and be like, mm, I don't know, that's just going too far. Like this, this is about more than that. Now I'm like 100%. If you want one for any reason, like that is none of my business. It is, it belongs to you. Um, this choice is, should be in your hands. But when I started this work, I, there were situations where I was like, oh, I guess that's okay, but it kind of makes me sick to my stomach. And I do this work every day, all day, and I hear stories all the time. <laughs> so if you don't have those one, those certain situations that kind of bring up a little discomfort, like maybe dig a little deeper or um, give yourself a great big hug that you are that loving and accepting of all humanity. Um, another similar one is X number of abortions is too many, right? It's sort of like I said, um, it's for people who've never had one before, um, or people who, whatever, but it's, it's a similar question, right? Like what number is too many in your mind? Is it okay to have one? Is it okay to have two? Oh my goodness. I can't believe someone had three and now what? Somebody had seven? Like, this is not okay. Like, where does your brain cross that line? Again, for me, my brain does not cross that line at this point. I don't have a number that I can insert in there. For me, um, any number of abortions is acceptable um, in that it's none of my business. <laughs> but I want to be really transparent with you. I'm obviously, it's who I am. But that's not how I always felt. And that's so I just want to say it's okay if you have a number. It's okay if your number is one. It's okay if no number of abortions are okay for you. The point here is that if you do the work this week that I'm presenting to you, if you really take in um, you and and define your relationship to abortion and then you decide to take any action out in the world it's yours it's your action it's not oh I was raised to believe xyz or I heard a story once and now I believe xyz um and I never really thought too much about it I just always voted this way after that or I just um made a commitment to never give my money to XYZ after that. So the goal here, I, I don't have an agenda for where you land at the end of this week, but my goal for you, my wish for you, my mission for presenting this content is that you start making decisions that are yours, that you take action that is yours. Um, I was just talking with a, a friend yesterday who is pro-life, um, who does vote Republican. Um, and I, I'm okay with that. Like, if you can look at the whole picture and make that choice for you, for whatever reason is yours, a vote's a vote. Um, what I want to see change is all of us who are kind of unconsciously just riding someone else's bus and we haven't really defined what our relationship to abortion is so the action we take is not really authentic 
I want you to take authentic, aligned, inspired, purposeful action. And, um, and it's okay if the action you take today is different from the action you'll take in five years or is different from the action you took as a teenager. Um, I've talked to quite a few people who were raised going to March for Life or pro-life events or who did stand on the corner with signs because that's just what how they grew up and later in their adulthood they learned more redefined their relationship to abortion and they have changed right like the goal we're always changing the goal is that we're doing it intentionally purposefully consciously um actually think that was it for those particular prompts that I had written down as examples. Uh, But feel free to add any more that you like. Um, You could literally fill a whole journal with this week's prompts if you really dig in and do the work. And maybe you, um, you write down like nine things that finish the sentence abortion is, and then you decide to have a conversation with someone Or you reach out to me and I offer you a thought and you go back to the same journal and you fill in nine more. Like your your answers are going to be always changing. But I really believe, and I want to start here, um, understanding that the way you show up and take action will vary depending on the answers to these questions. The answers to these prompts will impact the way you show up and take action. And if you want to do that purposefully, it's really important to look at this work. Um, I was just about to say something, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, this is going to sound weird in the podcast, but I think I'm going to put it as a, as an intro to this whole series, a little short intro um, because the word action really matters here and we're going to talk more about it as the week goes on. Um, but I do, by the time you listen to this, you will have already listened to that, but I want to make sure people know taking action sometimes just looks like being okay with who you are and your experience and your opinions. Um, so never, can never say that too many times. Um, I will be sharing five um, podcast episodes this week, one every day this week. Um, All the replays will be available forevermore. Um, Please share, please invite your friends and family to your community to answer these questions themselves. The more of us who understand our relationship to abortion... Um, the more the more power we'll have in changing the climate of abortion, not only in our country, uh, but globally. And I know a lot of you are listening globally and really following the story of what's happening here in the United States um, with this Roe v. Wade decision. So I'll see you tomorrow or I'll connect with you tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about finding your baseline and boundaries so that you feel safe showing up. 
and taking action. All right, go out there, reach out to me if anything comes up for you that you want to share. And thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.